This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. Tim, that's awful. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about the Outlander Club beauty pageant. What was that? What was that? <laughs> Is this uh, that's, uh, that's that kind of wolf call? Space wolf. Space wolf. It's a horny guy in the back of the club, right? Is this a Trump-sponsored beauty pageant? Oh, right. They're already ruining this. That's why Dave was... No, stop it. <laughs> I'm just saying, he sponsored a lot of beauty pageants. And I'm told my hands are the exact same size as Donald's. That's small? I'm sorry. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can never play the guitar. I can see this was already a big mistake. <laughs> no. This is a big, big mistake. I was like, Dave texting me. He was like, oh, I might not do this because what's going on in the world and, and everything. And I was like, no, we have to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, we're, we're, gonna, we're about to do a beauty pageant at a time when you really should not be doing beauty pageants and uh, doing everything you can to not objectify women. And yeah. then he brings up the president. So we're <laughs> so, off to a banging start, I gotta tell you. This episode's gonna be huge. Huge. Well, the Outlander Club. I haven't even heard this episode yet, and I know that it is the greatest and best episode that has ever made, and it is gonna be fantastic and wonderful and great and, and delicious. What impression's that? That's is John. Is that Trump? That's Donald Trump. Oh. Yeah. It's not very good. It's not. Huge. Well, the Outlander Club appears in episode two, Dave, I think. I, sure I does. Even, I don't even. Okay, good. I was just episode two. Tim's favorite movie. <laughs> Here's why I told Dave, please do this because I think these names I think are fantastic. <laughs> that, Chris that, doesn't care about about the the uh, the the political correctness of the backlash. No. He just wants to say his names because I Tits think Tim. I think these are funny. I think these are. I I, I thought just up and like maybe I swear like, like ten seconds. Bam! They all came to me. All okay. right. My name is Miss Chrisissippi. <laughs> I see where you're going with this. I'm joined by Miss South Dave Coda. <laughs> the least populated Dave yeah. Coda. Why do I have to be South Dakota? What? There's not even a, there's not even a national park. There, I don't even it? know why I picked yeah, that's South where, and North. Uh, that's where Mount Rushmore is. No, is that, I thought that was North Dakota. At least you're not North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> and this one is is a no brainer. And Miss Timothy. Nice. Yes. Weren't that great? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I'm so proud of these names. For that's me. the only reason you wanted to do this. Tim's right. <laughs> no, because not I, only did you give him, now you're like you're fishing for compliments. I, I am because he's he's, he's 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 currently in the in the afterglow. Oh. Hey, a cigarette, Chris. I, <laughs> I was going to make something stupidly, you know, like like long walks on the beach kind of thing, but I don't want to do that. World peace. 
<laughs> yeah, wants world peace and everything. Yeah, you know. What I want is freedom and world peace because without freedom, we can't have world peace, and that's why world peace is freedom. I have I have never literally sat down and watched any kind of beauty pageant in my life. I watched the beginning of one, and it was so uncomfortable. Remember Lou Bega? Yeah, a little bit a little of Monica. Bit. Yeah, in my life. Yeah, I don't remember exactly which pageant this was, but Lou Bega was the host. Oh, and he opened <laughs> he opened the show where he went through all of the beauty pageant contestants by like a little bit of San Diego on them, uh, and he oh. would go through all of them. It lasted like the opening was like twenty minutes long. You know, he did all fifty states. He did, yeah, did all he fifty do, like, states oh, the and and Puerto Rico. Like he did it all. Like, jeez, <laughs> the Virgin Islands ain't so fun. <laughs> it was awkward to say the least. But I, I don't. I, I honestly don't remember what what type of pageant it was. But Blue Bega was the host, and he was the musical entertainment as well. That's, That's horrible. funny. No, I don't watch it. Just no. Miss Congeniality. I'll watch that every day. <laughs> that what good. a great movie. All right, Dave, tell us who's walking the, you know, the stage. <laughs> All right. So the idea behind this is I wanted to do something interactive with Chris and Tim, who will serve as our judges and the listeners. So if you are able to, please do not do this if you're driving, because we don't want to be responsible for any accidents. But if you're sitting at work and looking to not work or possibly get fired, uh, <laughs> play along if you're sitting at home and you have any kind of access to you know your your phone or computer or whatever i am going to give you 10 contestants and you are going to get a little bit of a backstory on each of these women who are in the outlander club during the scene in episode two when obi-wan and anakin go into the club for a Uh, drink yes for a drink so you're gonna get 10 characters some of these women have no backstory whatsoever, but some do. But as we go through them, find them on your on your device, give them a look, and the fellas here are going to rate them uh, on a scale of 1 to 10. And at the end, they're going to text me their top three candidates, and we're going to see who will be crowned Miss Outlander. Are you ready? A little bit of Outlander in my flight. <laughs> the mid rim is such a place to go. Yeah. Yes, I am prepared. <laughs> that means yes, thank you. Thank you, Lou Bega. No problem, right. Tim, man. It's All right. Hip, here, hip cat. Let's see you, Lou. Your first candidate, let me per, let me uh, uh, announce, Hade Gofi. Mm. And I'll spell it for you guys. It's H-A-Y-D-E-G-O-F-A-I. Hate Gofi. Oh, she's the winner. <laughs> Tip. <laughs> yep. No need to look any further. So, okay. A lot of these women, like I said, have nothing. In fact, this woman is one of the only that I can't even find an actress name on. And I know you guys accuse me of trying to get this show over with and do as many characters as possible <laughs> in an episode. I am giving you 10, but really, there's, there's not a whole lot going on here. Um, this is this is a, a a person in the club. That's all we know about her. Her, her name, the actress, is Fiona Johnson. Uh, I believe she's Australian. And her Ooh. only other credit that people may know her oh, from yeah. is: uh, Do you remember the scene in the Matrix when yeah. I? Th- it's like when he first gets to the Matrix, almost, and he's in the Matrix, and Neo walks by this girl in a red dress, and she kind of turns and looks at him. Yeah. and he looks at her. Yeah, yeah. Like there's all these like, people wearing the black suits, and then there's only one red dress lady. Yes, yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah. 
She is the girl in the red dress in the Matrix. Yeah. She looks, okay. she looks better she, in the Matrix than she does in Star Wars. As long as she's not the girl in the red coat in Schindler's List, then we're okay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, Tim. <laughs> wow. Did you ever hear a judge say that at a beauty pageant? <laughs> hey, ladies, you ever see Schindler's List? The girl in the red coat? Well, this is the lady in the red dress. Are they the same person? Oh, I never saw Schindler's List. What happens? Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Do you have a score down for Miss Gofi? Because I'm going to move on if you do. I, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Then we shall move on. Your next contestant is Jin Selwick. This is J-Y-N-N-E. C-E-L-W-I-C-K. And when you see the picture of her, you'll be able to tell everything you need to know about this woman, which is nothing. She is a waitress in the Outlander Club. That's uh, all anybody uh, knows about her. How is that spelled? J-Y-N-N-E-C-E-L-W-I-C-K. C-E-L-W-I-C-K? Mm-hmm. Jen Selwick. She's just oh, holding she's... like a tray of sh- of uh, drinks and shit. No, yes. Yeah, she looks now, like it, if you see in like old movies or even like in Who Frame, yeah, like Who Frame Roger Rabbit. There's a cigarette girl that walks around with yeah. like a tray full of crap. That's what she looks like. Now the first one I do remember her in the movie, but this one I don't recall. Yeah, some of these people you do get a good shot of them, and some of these people I I defy you to find these people, but they're there. And again, th- this, this is one of many. No actress. Now, I, I mean, I was going to ask you guys. I'm sure you would have brought it up. You've never met Fiona Johnson, right? No, but she. I've met, she, I've met Tim Johnson. She, <laughs> <laughs> he lies. Um, <laughs> she uh, the the first one. I'm surprised she doesn't do conventions. I'm sure many people would want to get the autograph from the woman in red. Yeah. Uh, this girl. You know, who cares? Well, she doesn't even have a name. I mean, there's there's no there's no backstory, and there is no uh, actress with this. Okay. All right, here's your next one. Whimper, and I'm going to call it Save, even though it's Save. It's Whimper, like you'd think Whimper was spelled, and then S-A-V-E. Whimper Save, is what I'm saying, is one of the girls that's talking to Daniel Faitoni. In the club, like right when the attack happens, and it turns out that Daniel Faitoni is talking to a bunch of girls. I can see her Daniel Faitoni is a ladies' man. Well, yeah, I can see this being <laughs> high on Tim's list. Oh, okay. So you're trying to figure out your fellow judge? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Ah, uh, so, okay. Daniel Faitoni talks to her and two other girls because. Like you said, he's a he's a bit of a player. I'm gonna give you another one. Raina March, R E I N A, and then March, like as in Little Women, the March Sisters. <laughs> and also talking to Daniel Fatoni, little bit about her is uh, she is a terrorist actually, oh. and she is part of a terrorist group called Edge Nine. And this Edge 9 group, their goal was to destroy Coruscant and its leadership and everything about it. It almost, like the way you read about it, it almost sounds a little like Fight Club. Like they wanted to level the aristocracy in Coruscant and get rid of like 
these blue bloods and make everyone equal. Uh, they, you know what they say. One man's terrorist is another man's buxom brunette with breasts. <laughs> I, like I, did, pause. I did hear that. So she is there as part of this terrorist group. Um, they're planting bombs everywhere. They never say that they go so far as to say that she's there to plant a bomb, but they have planted bombs in senators' homes, in the Senate building. They're they're blowing up fuel pipelines, police stations. Like this is a serious group in Star Wars, which I thought was kind of cool. She's it, just there to leave an upper decker in the bathroom. <laughs> That's her form of terrorism. <laughs> Take that arrest aristocracy. Like that. Bourgeois pigs. Drink. <laughs> All right. Well, here's another one for you. Rasha Vess. R O S H A V E S S. E-E-S-S. Now, she's one of a few people that I'm going to get to where. Oh, my God. Where the hell? Oh, there she is. There's a, there's a cult that is going on with some of these women and she has a tattoo and I don't know if you can see it in the picture on her navel yes, yes. it's around the belly button her tattoo before I get to the, what the tattoo means as far as some of these girls her tattoo is fake they made sure that they pointed this out Rasha Vess her only characteristic is it's pointed out that she's very ditzy and that the tattoo that she's wearing isn't real because three other girls that I'm about to tell you about are part of a cult Oh, okay. The first one is Oni Arkman. O N I E A R K M E N. One second, I'm trying to get out of this. Oh, okay. Oh, how is that spelled? O N O N I E A R K M E N. Oni Arkman. Mrs. <laughs> Another woman called Immy Danu. Are these the are they in the, and we're and these are all part of the beauty pageant? Yes. Okay. Only. Immy Danu is I M M I D A N O O. And one other girl, and I'll tell you I'll let you look at these girls for a while, but they the three of them are part of a group called the Zealots of Pusan. Of what? <laughs> Maybe it's Susan because it's P S U, so it might be a silent P. I'll say Susan. The can, zealot. Can you give me? Can you give me that that the third one again? The last one. The one that I didn't tell you. Uh, uh well, I got I got Oni Arkman. Yeah, Imi Danu. How's that? I M M I T A N O O. Okay, there we go. And I'm about to give you a third as well when you guys take a look at these. But the, there's a thing called the Zealots of Susan, and it's a cult. And it's based on Kuwait. And anybody that you see with this tattoo around their belly button in in this movie, especially in this club, they're part of this cult. And what it is is they worship a moon. <laughs> and the moon that's, that's no moon. Yeah, the moon is called Jeddah, and it is actually named for Jedi. It's a holy site, and one of the it's a moon, and they believe that this was one of the first civil first civilizations, maybe where the first Jedi temple was before this stuff that happened in uh, 
uh, on that octo and all that kind of stuff that this moon is rich in the force so anybody that worships the force uh could be a member of this cult but it's all women they all believe in the force and they often make pilgrimages to this moon the third woman that is there is uh her name is nairat ajira it, now that 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 planet Jetta, yeah, that's that's the planet that they uh, in Rogue One. Okay, that's that's where that's where they have to go to find Saw, Saw Gerrera. They did say that in the thing. I saw Saw Gerrera and I quickly blacked out, <laughs> <laughs> and your eye went lazy. Okay, so, so uh, Ima Ima Denu, did you, did you have another person in there, or is yeah. this Nairat Ajira is N? Y R A T. A G I R A. And she had a little bit of stuff. They said that she had turquoise eyes and they were surgically put in her head. They had these, she had, she had like eyes that were like surgically made to make her look more attractive. And she's kind of the leader of this cult because she's there looking for converts of all these women to try to join this zealots of. Susan that worshipped the moon Jedi and the force and the Jedi temple and all that kind of stuff. Were this a real beauty pageant? I found other stuff about the fashion and and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not into fashion but the thing that they're wearing, especially this girl, is called Zusha fabric. It's transparent and you can kind of like see, at some point you can see really see through some of this stuff. So you're good. She is, her, her hair is really up high too. And that that hairstyle has a name. It's called Solup's hairstyle. <laughs> so if this was a thing, you'd be like, you know, Nairat is wearing Zusha fabric <laughs> along with her Solup's hairstyle for your pleasure. What's What's funny is 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 I'm looking at these uh, these things, and everything here just screams early two thousand. Yeah, it's it, it. Everything just screams like, you know, I know that the movie came out in two thousand. Too, but it just it really does like date it. This all looks like late nineties, early two thousands fashion. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Not so much the hair, but I'm I'm still kind of upset that they, they all have just two pair of breasts so far, each one. You want it to be like uh, was it Total Recall? Uh, something more than two. Yes, I want more than two. <laughs> Get ready for a big surprise. <laughs> Wonk. Third. Is that what that was? Total Recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember because that's garbage. <laughs> that's your cup of tea, man. That's that's when he takes off when he's out in, in Mars and in space. I you I I don't like. He can't breathe and she's <laughs> eyes bulging out. Yeah, his ass needed to get to Mars. Come on, you, you like Arnold? No, not really. Um, the, I just like the idea that there being this cult because I don't know. I'm like I'm fascinated by cults. You guys interested in that kind of in stuff in a weird like, way yeah a little bit yeah any kind of documentary about cults i like watch waco the mansons yeah, Scientolo- waco too, like, yeah scientology like i watch any of that stuff they're all cults weird. what was that one cult what was that one cult that put the sheet over themselves oh heaven's like, gate heaven's gate yeah that one man that one it was something with like a pyramid or a triangle and they put the sheet over themselves like a mass suicide we, I'm related to someone who was a Mooney. There you go. Uh, I remember um, visiting Washington D.C. when I was a little kid, and 
uh, I went. We, my parents went to dinner with someone who lived in D.C. who was a relative of ours. I don't remember her name. I mean, she was she was like you know third cousin or something. And uh, but she was a Mooney, and she actually had bit gone into like the one of those arranged marriages where the Moonies like take a number and like okay, we're going to put number seven with number eight here, and and then there was like a mass wedding that they would have every every so often to marry these Moonies off to people that they don't even know in a lot of cases. Where this Mooney girl is now, I have no idea. This that was like thirty five years ago that I met this person. Right, that stuff Mooney. fascinates me. Yeah, I love this stuff. I mean, I don't love it, but it's it's fascinating to listen to. It. And like Harry, they used to be Harry Krishnas when we were little. You don't see that anymore. Yeah. That's uh, I, bought like- a, I bought a I bought a bag of Gita from a Harry Krishna at the Philadelphia airport the first time I ever flew on a plane. Yeah, yeah. you don't see you don't see Harry Krishnas anymore, do you? Not not so much. Yeah, and they're, they're like an airplane, you know, like the, the opening. Yeah, <laughs> David Leisure. <laughs> he was a Harry Krishna. <laughs> I remember hit that that Heaven Gate. We, we Chrissy and I used to watch uh, Talk Soup when it was like a thing. Yeah, and when John Henson was on, hey John Henson, <laughs> and I love John Henson. He uh, <laughs> he had this episode. It was right around then, and it was kind of distasteful because these people had all killed themselves. And he did this thing where, like, he nothing was going right for him the whole episode. So every time, every time something went wrong, he would just put the sheet over top of himself and go, "Come on, I'm ready. Come on, just come and take me." I remember that. <laughs> I, 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 whatever happened to poor John Henson? I remember the when I saw him the first time. He was, I was on like, white Who is this guy? I, I thought I thought he was terrible. And then it, he was one of those ones where you quickly just like this guy is the funniest guy on the planet. I was always think he was like a Jim Carrey impersonator for a while. Yeah, he because yeah. he, he, he would he was always like you know somebody stop me, but then and then he realized like he he really was like really like ridiculously funny. Yeah, poor guy. Where's he at? Yeah, he did a he did, he did like a, a TGI Fridays commercial, and that that was the last thing I saw him in. Uh, that makes me sad. <laughs> I got a joke on uh, Talk Soup once when he was hosting. Like they used to like your joke was, and every time something goes wrong, put a sheet over your head. <laughs> Sincerely, and, and you, you have your comedy name like Davy Chuckles, Davy <laughs> Shecky, Shecky Dave. <laughs> yeah, I missed that. Well, all right, that I think that's all of them. But the one that I'm going to give you has an actual backstory. I'm saving her for last. Her name is Kaylin Famir. No. K A L Y N, and there's some already a problem with this because you know you know you're in trouble with these characters when the name is spelled wrong in the title on the page because it's spelled F A R N M I R, but everywhere but everywhere else on the on the page for this it's F A M M I R, Famir. Oh so, yeah, Kaylin no 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 no, Famir. it's Farn Farnmir. Is you get you got the R your R and the ends look like an M. Okay, then Farnmere. <laughs> this girl, she's she's got like an Annie Lennox kind of look going on. Wow, <laughs> is that your go? Is that your, that's your go to Annie that's Lennox? Pretty good, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Oh, you were expecting walking on broken glass? No, I'm gonna go sad and insightful with why. Dun 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 dun. She was a member of the Kawadi security force and was framed and lost her job. 
She was set up by the corrupt heads of the Kuwaiti drive yards. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of corruption on Coruscant. And because she lost this job as a security force enforcer, she became a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And also had a partner named Sion Shi. I'm not including her in the beauty pageant. But you, they're both in the movie. You can see them in the movie hugging, actually. And she, the the heads of this Kowati drive yards, they made them Nemoidians. They always make them Nemoidians like scumbags. And in this case, they are again. They were selling like trade secrets, and they framed her for it, and she got fired and then became a bounty hunter. One of the people that she has a bounty on is the head of this cult that I was telling you about. She had a bounty on the high priest Scree Oscuro, who was the head of the Disciples of Susan and the Zealots, okay, that followed this disciple. So she had a bounty on this person. That's one of the reasons why she was there. This Sion she who was her partner double crosses her and goes along with these zealots to team up to get Kalen Barnmere. I'm but I'm putting a write in vote for Sion she. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Tim. Okay, write in vote, Sion she. So Farnmere sniffs this out immediately when she gets there and sees these zealots everywhere and knows that she has a bounty out on the priest of this uh, cult. She knows there's something going on right away. And she sniffs out that her former partner, this she, is in on it as well. So she goes to fight her and kind of grips her up. But she gets away in the scuffle that goes on with Obi-Wan and, and Zam Wessel and all that kind of stuff. So she does have a kind of a backstory. This she ends up becoming embroiled with the Empire, and no. Far- Farmir becomes a rebel. So they end up on different sides, and she is sent to kill her on Narshada, but instead Farmir kills she in you know in retaliation, I guess, for for double crossing her, and she was gonna try and kill her anyway. And so. after she kills her, she says, keep the change, you filthy you animal. filthy animal. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of this comes from a story called, it, it was in one of those magazines, Who's Who in the Outlander Club, It's Ladies Night, it was what it was called. <laughs> That's cool. And it's feeling right. There's that one shot of uh, Kaylin Farnmere, all smiley, holding her pistol up. Yeah. She's kind of cool. Um She's the only one that had any kind of a legitimate backstory. And I would, like probably not even enough to do just an episode on her because nobody knows who she is anyway. But we're talking about obscure characters, and there's nobody more obscure than these ten women that I just gave you. Yeah, um, it's, it's a good list. I mean, there's a lot of um, good-looking girls in this in this lineup. And, and all it turns car- out that Kaylin uh, Farnmere is an anagram of Mary Franklin, the events yeah. manager at Lucasfilm Limited. Yep, I thought you guys would find that cool. Pablo Hidalgo named her. And it is an anagram or a tuckerization, whatever you want to call it, of Mary Flank- Franklin, whom we kind of know, right? Uh, she knows who we are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by, she likes- by, uh, by reputation. Right. She likes our show enough to yeah. let us perform it live twice at the thing. Yeah. I mean, she, she, uh, like, I thought that was cool that it was somebody that we at least have some kind of contact with. Yeah. Like, if you said the name of our show to Mary Franklin, at least... During the convention, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, I know that." I was, what's cool, and then she'd say, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> what's cool is Mary Franklin 
and this Kaylin chick, they both look badass. Like they can kick our ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't, I, mean, I never met Mary Franklin. Is does she look like she can yeah. some ass? It looks yeah, like she she lifts lifts some. She weight. looks pretty tough. Yeah, really. Okay. She looks she looks like she's the she's the last true student of Tybo. <laughs> Billy Blank is a god. Billy Blanks is a god. Billy Blanks is a god. <laughs> well, that's a cool shot. I see a, a still shot of, of Kaylin and the Obi Wan and the Death s- s- Sticks, whatever that guy's name is. Like all lined up at the bar. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 there he is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. cool photo there. I mean, I don't if if you were playing along with us and looking at all these people, some some of them you really got to look hard. But uh, I don't think she's one of them. I think she was my favorite, at least as far as the backstory, because she had one. This cult thing was interesting. Um, but I, that Mary Franklin thing was neat because, you know, I don't know, like, we, we, we got to perform our show in front of several hundred people twice because we were approved, thanks to Matt and Christy doing a lot of work to get all that stuff in and get us approved and all that. So I thought that, that it was neat that, uh, I don't know, this, I feel like this at least has something to do with us. Make it all about every, us. And for those who haven't been to our show, we do end every show with a mail review to You Can Leave Your Hat On by Tom Jones. Sure. You it's can like leave your hat on. Full Monty up there, man. That's right. <laughs> well, I'm sending, right. A, I'm sending a photo, Dave, of uh, Mary Franklin, of a really badass picture of her. Oh, uh, okay. And Billy Blanks. <laughs> I don't need a picture of Billy Blanks. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read their names one more time. Yeah, I think and, I'm missing. Uh, I have I have nine. I, here. I think How I many? missed one too. I got nine also. All right, then let me read them for you. I got Jin Selwick. Yeah. Hade Gofi. Mm-hmm. Oni Arkman. Yep. Rasha Vess. Yep. Imi Danu. Yep. Nairat Ajira. Yes. Oh, here's the one I missed. This one's okay. Oh. This is. A Vida, and it's A Y Y V I D A. She is a Twi'lek stripper. <gasps> yeah. Well, there goes my top three. So look her up if you're playing along. She, she her original skin was yellow, but she has it dyed. She almost has like stripes when you see the pictures of her. Oh, and yeah. she's another one that's talking to Daniel Fatoni. So she's a Twilight stripper, but she's also a killer. Like she's an assassin, and you can see her flirting with Ahmed Beck and Daniel Fatoni in the movie when the attack happens. And she's got a great keister. <laughs> so we haven't done Ahmed Beck, but it says it said on those things that they're partners. There's a we really did cool Dan- f- photo of Dan- her talking to Anthony Daniels and his character from the yeah. Outlander Club. She is um. Pretty smoking. All right, Avida, and uh, I actually have a name for her. Played by an actress named Karina Wakefield. This yeah. is the one and only thing she's ever done. Seriously? Yeah. But uh, yeah, flirting with uh, Ahmed Beck <laughs> and Daniel Fatoni when the attack happens. Huh, huh, huh. All right, all right. I got 10 here now. All right, so you had to turn. Let me go through the last couple of minutes. It's Wimper Save, Raina March, and Kaylin Farnmeer. Is that all 10? I got 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so tabulate oh, listeners, if you may. Oh, my God, there is Mary Franklin. <laughs> Damn. That's right. Don't she fuck will with be. 
She would beat some ass, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Mary Franklin, for uh, listening to our show and thinking it wasn't too dirty to put at a convention. <laughs> so, Chris and Tim are are going to uh, text me or message me their top three. Do we uh, do we give a, uh, a, a point or a score or do yes. we? Okay. I want I want initials of the of the contestant and a score. See, this sucks. And I, and I, I will tabulate. I got four. It's a four way tie for number one for me. Oh come on! See, no, I'm being serious. But it's not a tens. They're all sevens. I have to really see which one goes higher. All right. And I will tabulate and let you know who the winner is. Yeah, the only one that really had anything was this Kaylin Farnmere. Which I like. Do you have your top three, Dave? No, I'm I'm the host. Okay. When you when you watch these things and John Davidson hosts the Miss America pageant, <laughs> he doesn't get a say. Why'd you pick the guy from nineteen eighty six? Because I don't know. John Davidson probably never actually did it. Who does the Miss America? Does anybody famous do it? Didn't Steve um, Harvey do it? Then he fucked it up. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say when he messed up? I don't know. I just know it was and huge. It, there was like some funny thing that was on memes. Like constantly. wrong, wrong winner? Did you say the wrong name or something? <laughs> I think he mis. I think he mis- mispronounced someone's name. If I'm remembering the the event. That was John Travolta at the Oscars. <laughs> All right, this is what I'm going to do here. All right, I'm tabulating. Tim has sent me his. Oh, I'm I'm still. Uh, this this is rough for me, Dave. <laughs> so many it's beautiful really, women, you know. It's really. <laughs> it's really not that important that you need to spend this <laughs> yeah. much time doing this. This this means the world to me right now. All right. I honestly am really just trying to get the show over with. I got ten characters knocked out in one show. <laughs> All right, I'm texting you. Dave's trying to end Swick nine weeks early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm win- I'm winning trivia now, so if I just end it now, I go out as a winner. All right. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't go with the uh, the thick purple twilight Luna Minx. Okay. Yeah, there were other ones too, and I got to ten, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, this could have went on all day." That was uh, Katie Lucas. Was Luna Minx? Yeah. Okay. All right, Dave. Here to go. I'm sending them to you. All right. That was rough, but I'm sorry. Why was it rough? I feel bad for who I left out. You feel bad. I do. You're all beautiful, beautiful women in 2000 and 2001. We don't know what you look like now or even if you're still alive, but you were all beautiful women back then. So we want the winners are just slightly more beautiful. For any of these contestants that happen to be listening to our show. All right. I have tabulated. Okay. And I and I have winners. Go. Oh. Are you ready? I am ready. The second runner up. In the Outlander Club beauty pageant. I'm nervous. <laughs> Are you? A little bit. <laughs> is Raina March. No! See, do you know what did, did it for me? Raina March. That bikini Didn't outfit, the, the, the bikini-ish outfit that she's wearing yeah. shows her all of her features, and, and I just, I like it. All right, well, she came in third place. So, that was the terrorist 
of Edge 9. Uh, yeah, Arena March. Are you ready? So second runner, first runner up, which is going to reveal the winners. First runner, well, not necessarily because it's not like a thing where you can see these people. So first runner <laughs> up, Hade Gofi, uh, Fiona Johnson, the yeah. girl in the red dress and the Matrix, mm-hmm. making our winner and crowned Miss Outlander Club, <laughs> Avida. Yep. The Twilight yeah. Stripper and Killer. <laughs> So there you go. Did, Tim, I'm, did you I'm pick really those surprised. three too? No. Okay. He didn't. You guys both picked Hade Gofi, and I combined the points, and you both picked Hade Vita. She won by one point. Mm-hmm. There you go. Very nice. There, I, did, I did do a write-in for Cy and She. She looks yeah. like a cool DJ. She did look like a DJ. Well, there you go. A V to the the Twi'lek. There she is, Miss Outlander. Do you know who has her? Look at her. Take a gander. There she is, (laughs) Miss Outlander Club. Do you know who my least favorite one was? Ooh. I gave her a four. Was that Kaylin Farmer? Uh, Okay. Didn't like her look. She she was low. She was low. Yep. Well, I mainly wanted to get her in there because she had a backstory, and like I said, some of these people, there was not not a whole lot about them, and uh, I don't know. I don't understand how like there are so many writers out there that write these stories. Here's, and and I know that Disney and all that kind of stuff has has made that harder, but you can still do the stories. Um, I don't know. Like these are just waiting to be written. Aren't they? I think yeah, pe- yeah, but I think people are like the, the, like the prequels are not in everyone's mind right now. There's, that might be a while still. So. Yeah, it's, I it's think, about I, the future. I think if, if someone was to come up and say we want to write a book about the Outlander Club, I, I have a feeling that that would be a hard sell. I think even for for people today, would like I'm not going to read that book. Well, what's uh, Luke and I were in Target the other day, and they have like a you know like a Where's Waldo book, but it's like Where's Chewie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and then one of these pages was the Outlander Club, and you had to try to find Chewie and, and all of these, you know, all these characters. And I, I bet you these girls were probably you know, in that book and all, just like scattered everywhere, you know. Yeah, probably. I mean, there there was this article, and and they're in some of these other books, like these uh, visual dictionaries and stuff. I guarantee you, there's more and more and more that we don't even know about. There's a lot of people in those scenes, and we did talk about that seen once before there's a lot of uh behind the scenes people that they got in there like mm-hmm. artists and ILM people that they got to they got them in the scene do you think that that she won because and be honest and I think we all have something for <laughs> Twilex <laughs> well I don't know you you guys why did you both pick her was it the stripper thing or what was your deal it was it was it was that and how her twilegs just cover her boobs. <laughs> her twilegs, <laughs> whatever those head things are. Yeah, yeah those yeah. things have names. What do they call? I remember. I, I remember names. there was yeah, a name for them. Yeah, they do have names. And and, See, and being Asians is, is is hot too. So you know, put them all together. The one that I the one that I had uh, rated the highest was Nairet Ajira. She and she was not uh, she was not one of our finalists. But yep. she was the one that I rated the highest. 
Chris didn't have her at all, so no, I didn't. I gave her a six, actually. I gave her an eight. Eight. Uh, she had, she had, she had smoky eyes. Which which one of these do you think would would Tanya Harding the other one <laughs> behind <laughs> behind the stage? Who is going to get whacked in the leg? I Raina, think uh, Raina March would definitely do some damage. She's the yeah. terrorist. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Dave, that was a good episode, man. That, that was awesome. Yeah. Well, I hope that people were able to play along. If you weren't able to play along, it may not have been the most entertaining, you know, twenty minutes of your life. But uh, <laughs> we did. We did. You got to hear what we would have done anyway. We we mentioned these characters, what we know about them, and in this case, it wasn't it wasn't too much. So, but there's there's lots out there that I don't know. Some people could do. We we talked to and met people that write backstories. Uh, I don't know. I'm just surprised that every single character doesn't have a backstory at this point. Or True. if the Disney, the Disney thing is like made people like just kind of give up on it. Because I think that's a shame because there's a lot of talented writers out there that maybe they're talented writers, but they just don't have an idea or they, they can't come up with some like something to write about. Well, write about this. <laughs> well, I think I, I think part part of it is the especially with the newer movies. Everybody's so focused on the newer movies the and future, the characters yeah. as they're being created, they're having their backstories kind of made up like a, like a synopsis of their backstory. But back when, you know, the, the prequels were coming out, those movies were like just brimming with background characters left and right. Yeah. And, you know, and the, and the, the, um, you know, and they had contests for making backstories and people would just make stuff up on Wikipedia uh, so it, it was, and then in the magazine would always have like, what's their story? So, and the, and the website would do the same thing. So star Wars.com and then the star Wars.com doesn't do that anymore. So these background characters that are in the newer movies, a, there's less of them and B they're, they're already kind of being fleshed out. They're not, it's, it's not really as fan initiated as it used to be. Do you, do you think though, like people are, a tad scared to do something now because how much control Disney has. Like you think there, I want to write this, but I know Disney might not like where I'm going with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, could be. I, I mean, I there there has to be. There's fan fiction sites for everything. It doesn't matter what it is. There's got to be fan fiction sites, and I, maybe that stuff doesn't translate over to the stuff that we look at. But I would love to see what other people will come up with for some of these things. Like I like this cult thing and this terrorist thing. That's good. You would assume that this place is supposed to be like a down and dirty club or just a place where people of ill repute would hang out. That every single person in there is probably dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or also skeevy in some way. I don't know. You know. I also think there's just less out there. Uh, back back when the prequels are coming out, there were. There was a Star Wars novel just about every month. There'd, there'd be at least a paper. They had, they had different series of novels, so you would you would see a, a paperback novel every every I would say two to three weeks. A new Star Wars novel would come out, and then they'd have you know every three every two or three months a hardback would come out. But now you, there's like four Star Wars books a year. There's not not as many comics, and the comics all deal with either what's going on now or what was happening with Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. 
And so it's not dealing with like these secondary characters that and, and third and, and fourth and fifth and seventh characters like they were back 15 years ago. Yeah, no, you're right. There, there is definitely been a drop off. And is that because Disney's in control now and they're filtering everything? Yeah, I think I think everything is. Yeah, it's it's getting a, a sieve. All has to go through through Disney and the and the story team now, so everything is cohesive. I don't think it, I don't think it used to be that way. I think Dark Horse Comics did their thing. I think Delray Books did their thing, and um, they probably had to get some sort of approval with certain characters. But I think with a lot of characters, they just said, "Oh well, this person here in this movie, ah, throw them in here and having them associate with this character that we created." Yeah, I don't know. You guys have always read more of this stuff than I have, but uh, I don't know. I think this is whether you like what's going on now with Star Wars or not. The fact that there is less information or less creativity being afforded to other people, I think, is a bad thing. Yeah, I agree with, yeah, I in, agree with in, that. in some ways, but but then again, I think I think for for some of the newer fans coming on. You know, if if they if they weren't around to experience it, they they probably just don't care, and that's fine. You know, there's a lot of things that I never experienced when I was growing up that I probably don't even know about that other people are like, well, well, when I was a kid, we did this. That I'm like, who gives two squirts of piss? So I think some people feel the same way. How about, about three squirts of piss, Tim? Three, yeah, boink, boink, done. Boink, boink. <laughs> that's all I'm giving. That's how Tim uh, pisses. Boink, 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 boink. So yeah, I just uh, it, 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 I, I just think people probably just care less, and they're probably I would say before the Force Awakens and before the the uh, the, the takeover or, or whatever by the story group, I'm I'm sure that there was a decline in book readership and and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. All right. Well. As far as all these ladies, that's who I got, and uh, I guess congratulations to A Vida on her her crowning. Did as, you say on uh, on her <laughs> on, on her crowning <laughs> on her crowning as Miss Outlander. That was good. That was good. Um, Dave, um, for feedback, can I talk about something? Go for it. Okay, and it's not. I guess it's not more feedback. It's just something that. I'm going to. Tim, I think, is going to try to come. You you can come, Dave, if you like, but I know how you are about it's a proctologist. Chris <laughs> yeah. has a spot that he's a little worried about. <laughs> and and Tim's going to be there? Yeah. He will, he's going to hold it. This this episode is going to be out probably beginning of April. At the end of April is a convention called the Great Philadelphia Comic Con that is almost better than any celebration guest lineup we've seen. It's in Los Angeles. It's in, yeah. It's actually in Oaks, Pennsylvania. It's April 27th, 28th, 29th. And I just want to just talk about the, the fucking guests who are there. Because there's like seven or eight, Tim, I think. Well, Star Wars guests. Yeah. I guess I should shoot. And these are guests. There's some rare, rare guests. And I'll tell you, man, this convention, it, grant, well, granted, the programming's not the same as. You know, a celebration, but in terms of getting unique, interesting guests to come to a convention that are Star Wars related for autographs, they got it covered. These these guys are beating. Well, yeah. in my opinion, they're beating the uh, the celebrations that the last celebration, especially. 
Luckily, I, I'm friends with the people who are running it and everything, and they, they gave me some heads up who's coming. That's, there's a shitload. There's Ian... Yeah. Mick... Mick Halhaney? <laughs> Mick Halhaney? He's General Dodonna, and, and, um, and Rogue One, is it, Tim? Or, yeah, 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 probably Rogue One, because the original General Dodonna is long dead. Jeremy Bullock, which, you know, everyone usually has him. Um, let, me go, let me let me go down here. Taylor, but Gray. it's the first convention. There's always there's always every convention is someone's first convention. You're absolutely so. right. Yeah. Taylor Gray is there from um, from from Rebels. Dave, have you watched Rebels yet? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, <laughs> still digesting whether or not I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it it's good. It, it it ends up really good. That that's that's all I will say. Um, I'll I'll watch the end. Michael Bean, who's not in Star Wars, but still, you know. It should be. I gotta say Michael Bean's name. Um, who else is there? Um, Michael Pennington. It says here, first convention appearance. For who? For Michael Pennington. Who is he? Some admiral guy? Admiral yeah, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's that the guy? Moff, Moff to Jared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hit this one back. And he's, he's, he's basically the, the head of the second Death Star. Um... Michael Bell is there, who looks like Edward Don Willard's Knotts. voice. <laughs> the voice of uh, but, yeah, Don Knotts. We, we both have him. We yeah. both have him. Um, He's also one of the Wonder Twins on uh, Super Friends. Here's the big, here's a Paul Casey, who's a bunch, a shitload of characters, I think, from Force Awakens and Last Jedi. He's, he's there. Tim, Kathy Monroe. Yep. Um, we need her. Star Crash. Hi, Dave. Is that? Is that no, you're, you're thinking Crash? of uh, 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 the the Bond girl, who we yeah. who we actually do actually have on our Bond poster. Okay, not the same person. Not not the same person. No. Yeah. One of the Tonica sisters, Angela Staines. First, Staines. one of the first conventions <laughs> ever done. Which. She has to be up in her in her age a little bit. Um, Hugh Spite, who was a Gomerian guard. Um, Bill Hargreaves, IG88. <laughs> what? Dave. He's the sculptor. He's the guy. Who How built. dare you question that? <laughs> uh, just no. That's a that thing is a, is a is one huge prop. There's yeah, no way in right. there. So, right. Yeah, he built him. He was the he was basically the model maker. And Brian Herring, who was BB-8. What? We, well, you know, he controlled him. He he held the he's he not, held the place. He he's held the PlayStation controller like a hamster. He held he held a remote control. He isn't BB-8. Well, he held BB-8 roll around. He held the controller for BB-8. Yeah, he was BB. He was BB-8's id. But there's a yeah, lot of thing that motivated him. A lot of great Star Wars guests here. Um, I'm going. Tim's coming. Uh, some fans of ours. Uh, Chris Hernandez. Hernandez. He's going to be there. Um, Adam Hackworth. He's going to be there. A lot, a, lot, a lot of people. It's, it's a big. It's a big local show, which is cool for us. It's that's a show that has grown. Yeah, it started out as the Great Allentown Comic Con, which was in like a relatively small room. And then got bigger and bigger, and then it became the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, which is what it, it's as big as it's become now. It's it's a it's a convention that has grown by leaps and bounds over the last decade. And Dave, if you're a fan of Kevin Sorbo, he's there. No way. 
I went to that thing with you. Yeah. We had a table there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Tim wasn't there, and we put we we had hashtag suck at Tim on everything. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we had fun. I don't remember much of it, but I think I had a good time. I may I may have uh, I may have been. Doing Is that something. the one where Chris got hit in the back by some guy? No, no that was a long time ago. That's way back. One of our first Wizard Worlds and shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I went to. Went to that two years ago, and uh, Big Bird was there. Carol Spinney. Yes, yes. Carol Spinney going to be there again? There is a Muppet person there. I don't know if it's him. Hmm. Um, if you like the the new show Black Lightning, the whole almost the whole cast is there. Nah. There you go. Steve Whitemore. Whitemire. Oh, Steve Whitmore. Steve Whitmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's there. He's a, he's oh, a big deal. So is Carol Spinney, dude. It's my, he's, he's there. So. Carol Spinney. Carol Spinney is adorable. You know, I uh, speaking of Big Bird, I, there's the puppetry museum that's in Atlanta, and they have a big Jim Henson exhibit. And uh, you turn the corner, and there is one of the Big Bird, one of the original Big Bird costumes. And I got to tell you, you know, growing up with Sesame Street, standing in front of that thing, I had like an is emotional it moment. It's oh. huge, yeah. Oh, you, you, it's 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 behind plexiglass, but you have this like emotional moment, like sit, looking face to face at Big Bird. It was it was so. I, I it's it's hard to really describe it unless unless you've actually felt something like this, where you stood in front of something that meant so much to you when you were a kid. And it was like, oh god, it's Big Bird. Like you immediately like regressed to being like a five year old. Oh, uh, standing in front of him for a, for a split second, and then I like next that. to it, they're showing videos of like, you know, the nineteen seventies era, um, you know, uh, uh, Kermit the Frog videos with like the little kids, and you're just like, <laughs> you know, but uh, so if <laughs> if any of you are in Atlanta, and if the, I don't even know if that exhibit is still going on, you can have that ex- that that same moment I had with with Big Bird. <laughs> If the exhibit's still going on. If the exhibit's still going on, that is. That's, if not, you're just going to get jacked in Atlanta. <laughs> it's it's to, not a bad part of Atlanta. Go to the Varsity and get yourself something to eat in Atlanta. It's not too far from the Varsity. The Varsity is awesome. Yeah. Do they have a thing in this thing of like in this uh, Muppet Museum of when Gordon had hair? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh. Gordon's hair. Is it like a just a big detachable afro <laughs> that they have on a mannequin? It's, uh, they, have the, they have the body of the grocer. Oh, God. Uh, Mr. Hooper? In state. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hooper, Hooper in, lying in state. Tim. That's awful. <laughs> Where, Mr. 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 Hooper has passed his expiration date. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a cotton of milk. Gone sour. But anyway, that's what I wanted to mention. That There's a little convention coming up that we're going to get some autographs. Sign, please sign. We'll be there uh, on. We'll be there on a Saturday, Jenny. <laughs> you died on a Saturday. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and you should see Tim. He's so broke. <laughs> and I read him Curious George every day. It's his favorite book. My mama said they was my magic shoes. <laughs> Oh my god! That's one of those movies that, like, it was like, "Hey, that's really great," and now you watch, you look at it ten years later, and you're like, "Yeah, he was just making fun of retarded people for like two hours." 
Okay. Nice job, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom every- Hanks and Simple Jack. Yeah. Every- <laughs> <laughs> you ma 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 make me happy. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Everybody thinks Tom Hanks is a nice guy. Yeah. Just watch first just just wait till he makes Mister Rogers. It comes down in a couple of years. You know. Oh jeez. Don't you be my neighbor. <laughs> I visited Mister Rogers' grave. I've been there. Oh, of course you did. Of course. He's buried yeah. out co- close to Latrobe. Really? Yeah. Did you go to Yingling while you were there? Oh, no, 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 no. I could have, but I didn't. Well, Dave, is it time? It is time for... It's just trivia, dude. <laughs> hey, man. It's trivia. Don't get your hopes up. Yeah, dude. chill the fuck out. It's trivia. Chill. Yeah. Do you even lift, bro? <laughs> How much you bench? You mad, bro? It's just trivia. All right, the scores are like this. Chris has .5. <laughs> Tim has one, and I have two. Yes. And, and continuing along the path, at least the path that I have written down in front of me, Chris, you're ready for a Clone Wars movie question. Like the actual animated movie? Yes. Because <laughs> as far this. as I can see here, I got movies. Like I have every Star Wars film that was released in theaters written down here. And that qualifies. So here you go. Are you ready? I got this. Okay. Multiple choice. Who did not reprise his role in the movie as a voice actor? Ooh. Was it A, Christopher Lee, B, Samuel L. Jackson, C, Anthony Daniels, or D, Ian McDermott? Who did not reprise his role in the Clone Wars movie as a voice? I want to say it's D. Final answer. That is correct. Yay! Ian McDermott did not, but another guy. Tim, do you know this? It's uh, <clears throat> Mr. Pitt, uh, Ian Abercrombie. Look at Tim. No extra points. Damn. Second Tim. <laughs> That's the a man one. who eats a Milky Way, or a, was it? A, was it a Milky Way or Snickers bar with a fork and knife? Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, what's, we, what's weird is that the Emperor was just on Rebels, and I think I kept on hearing... They brought back, you know, Ian McDermott to reprise his voice. And that's why I was like, because all the rest, I know Sam did it. I know, and Lee, I knew he did. I was like, I think, it's, I think it's the Emperor. Well, well done. Nice job, yes. I'm Ian Abercrombie genius. was the Emperor. All right, Tim. Yes. Back to the top is an episode one question for you. All right. All right. No multiple choice. How many? I hate questions like this, but uh, I'm doing it anyway. Like, if I get questions like this, I get mad. Uh, so oh, I'm, shit. I'm being I'm being hypocritical. I'm just pointing that out. How many horns does Darth Maul have? Oh shit. <laughs> look look around the room. I'm going to say 10. Final answer. Final answer 10. Tim, you magnificent bastard. He has yeah. 10 horns. Hey. Holy fuck, man. Tim, excellent job. Ten horns on that sucker. And how many dicks right. do you have? <laughs> Ten. <laughs> they're all in his head. Yeah, they're all in his head. Little, little small dicks. <laughs> That's what they are. <laughs> Dave, all right, was, nice job. Is it your turn now, Dave? It is my turn for an episode two question. And I was a, I was scared for a second because you were like, I hate these kind of questions, and I get mad when I get asked them. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because your question, Dave... <laughs> Is it, is yeah. it a true or false question? Oh, I don't care about that. Okay, all right. I'm happy with that because at least I get a shot. All right, true or false? 
during the speeder chase on Coruscant, when Zam Weasel Wessel heads straight down the cityscape, you can see an X-Wing being chased by three TIE Fighters in the bottom left of the shot. What? <laughs> true or false? You don't have to read it again. Okay. No, no, no that's fine. I'm going to say true because you wouldn't have made all that stuff up, so true. Give the man a point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can see that in the movie? According to IMDb, yes. I think I did remember something like we always try to find Easter eggs that the Falcon was in one yeah. of them or something. You know, there's all kind in of episode, in episode one. You see the Falcon. Yeah, yeah, there's like hidden ships or whatever, or, or, or a potato, or, or you know, whatever's going on. But um, yeah, it's been a while since I seen Attack of the Clones. Christ, right? All right. So the scores are Chris one point five, Tim two, Dave three. Yeah, I'm glad I have that point five. There. I don't sound so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Dave, for making me and Tim really horny this, this episode. Don't I usually? Horny. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, join us next time when we discuss FN two zero zero three and FN two one nine or nine. Oh my God, that was so many numbers, and I have no idea what you're talking about. Nine or nine or nine or nine. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars-related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.